Well, I think we're live here in beautiful Kimberly, British Columbia. I'm here with a couple of fellow Spartans. So I've got Austin Douglas with me, who just did his first ever Spartan race. And I also got Terry Dorge here. How you doing, Terry? Look at you, shirtless. First shirtless man in the video we've ever seen. I'm but doing uh, fantastic. You know, Thank you. When in Kimberly, do as they do, I guess. Something, something along those lines. <laughs> so we're crushing a couple of post, post-race beers. Post-race beers, I guess. I didn't race today. <laughs> Neither did Terry, but yeah, Terry cheers. ran about 26, 27 miles yesterday and did the ultra. 31.1. 31.1 oh. yeah, miles. The total. Absolute insanity, as I must say. So he did two laps of the course that I did, and I can say how much that actually just tore a piece of me as I went through of it. Um, so I was, I went through and I was climbing up and there were a couple points where I was just down on life and down on luck. <laughs> I don't know how you did that twice through and, and actually made it back to the start. So um, congrats on that, boys. Thank you. What's, Thank you. Uh, what was the best race moment both of you two had? Probably be for me, probably doing, hitting the obstacles. I mean, I've never done it before. So. Since we're just starting... I'm going to get you to put the mic just closer to your mouth. Yeah, no Just problem. about six inches away. How's that? Yeah, right there. there That's go. good. Just right on the stomach, see? <laughs> We're doing it real classy you get today. That pot belly belly yeah, going. pot belly. <laughs> we got the beer bellies going tonight, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> yeah, honestly, for me, it was just the obstacles. Like, I've never done this before. Um, I knew the running, obviously, was going to be an obstacle of its own. But, uh, yeah, it was nice to get them all done, other than that spirit toss at the end. But, uh, yeah, it was so close. Yeah, I did so good. Close. I got, you know, whatever, eight. Seven out of eight obstacles. How many are there? Uh, you had way more than eight obstacles, yeah. bro. Well, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> there were only, there's only. It feels like less because there's only no, so many that you can fail on. Yeah, but in the yeah. super, there's fifteen. At least fifteen. At least fifteen. Yeah. I think there was probably around twenty at least. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the mountain itself. But it, there's something awesome to just be out on a mountainside and in the fresh air. There was a couple times where I just caught myself looking across the way and seeing the mountains in the background yeah. and yeah there was a couple times i turned around to take a look at the view yeah, yeah i i had a couple i had a mantra for the race yesterday and it was flow fierce and fun and the third one being fun because i wanted to focus on the first two and make sure that i was in the race so just trying to get in that state of flow which just working hard but also just in the race and in the mindset and feeling competitive but also just on the other side just enjoying it too it was it's that bridge yeah. between enjoyment and competition yeah, exactly. that i think really works and then the fierce parts were some of those hikes and just making sure that i was pushing as hard as i could which for me it was a little bit tough i found out it just felt heavy on those climbs oh, yeah. so that was a lot of work for me yeah i'm sure most people felt pretty heavy <laughs> on some of those climbs well, a bunch when, of prairie dwellers like us trying to be on a mountain yeah um yeah, when it's it's tough, I think coming from Winnipeg and you don't have that you don't have that exposure to the mountains and climbing and doing all those things. I mean, we have a little bit of hiking, but yeah. it's not something that's easily accessible every day. Yeah, you got to go kind of out of your way to get to some of the train, like even close to the training. I, I'd also I talk mean. right into the front of the mic, so almost. Yeah, there you go. How's that? Am I Inside doing it right now? You got it. Am I you got it. Imagine, yeah. imagine you're licking an ice cream honestly, cone. It, it's been such a process to learn, I think, for myself and Jace, my co-host. <laughs> yeah. And even since the beginning, it's does it just... Not, it doesn't pick it up that well, then. Well, it does. It's just it, you want to make sure it's in front of you so it's not picking up from the other parts ah, of the room. And yeah. 
I'm just loud. So no, that makes sense. That <laughs> <everything>. makes sense. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the loudest talker ever. No, that's fair. A couple um, of mumbly joes. Mumbles. Mm. Full mumbles. Full mumbly joes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, there are so many amazing moments just being out there, and I even had good conversations with people out on the track. And made a couple friends. That one girl that was running the yeah. ultra and the open heat test, yeah. helping her over the uh, the Spartan, the stairway to Spartan. So the very, very top of the mountain. You've basically climbed. I think somebody said it was fifty five hundred feet yeah. when you're going up and down. And so you're at fifty five hundred feet. You're literally the most you've ever climbed in the mountain. And there's maybe a little. There's a bucket carry where you have to go up after. But yeah. that's that's the peak. You literally reach the summit. Everything's downhill from there. You know it's the home stretch. And I helped this girl named Tess. Leading up to that, we were running side by side. And then she asked for a help, a boost up the six-foot wall so she could grab on and climb over. And then she was off on her way. And I think she finished first in, in the in women's females, age group. Yeah. Really? Which, wow. Yeah, because she caught up to me after. Because yeah. I was there when you helped her up that wall. And then she caught up and we were kind of pacing each other for a little while. I yeah. ended up losing her on the downhill, though. Oh, we're still good. I'm just checking these levels. This is the first time I've ever had to do the audio and video. So if the quality is shit, it's all my fault. <laughs> Don't blame Chase for this one. Um, but yeah, no, it's this weekend has been so fun too. I think the fact that we're so far away from home. I mean, a bunch of Prairie Boys out here and we got Tristan and Tony and uh, a couple others with us. And uh, so Jarrett and Ashley. Hi. How you doing? How's life? Well, I haven't sunburned yet, so... No sunburns. I think we're getting close. I'm, we, I'm the, on the verge of heat stroke. Yeah, the, the two hours of chess that we just played out in the sunshine, Probably you know, it was a thinking idea. man's game, but I mean, at, by the end of it, I don't know when, if anybody had conscious thoughts anymore, so <laughs> that's, uh, that, that might be a complete struggle. So maybe as a, the first real question, what got both of you into Spartan races? I'll start with you, Terry. What drew you towards the Spartan community and obstacle course racing and training for it? Well, I was already training at such a high level and I don't play any sports or anything like that. So working at a gym where people are being trained as professional athletes, it's like, well, maybe I should do something with the abilities that I've kind of created for myself. And the only thing I really like doing is climbing on shit. So I started doing the Mud Heroes I've done those for the past four years, so this year I missed it because we're here, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I've done the past few years of Mud Heroes. I was getting better and better and better each time, and then I heard about the Spartan race, and I did the one that came to Winnipeg in 2015, but then they never came back. So I was like, if this is something that I want to take on, it's something I have to acknowledge that I'm going to be traveling for. So I kind of said in my mind, okay, I'm going to do the Beast in Montana, and I specifically trained for the beast for about three months straight and went out there and did it. I got 42nd overall and had a great time. Like just got this feeling at the finish line and like being around all of like the top Spartan athletes from North America. It was like this just incredible thing you can't even describe. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a like I can't, I couldn't wait to get back here to the mountains. Yeah. And it's like the next mountain. I can't wait to get back that's, to the finish line on that next yeah, one. That's kind of how I feel. Or I guess maybe it'll be Iceland next time. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel well, right now. Terry qualified for the world championships, the ultra world championships. The ultra in Iceland. Yeah. In Iceland. So could race with the best ultra runners out there yeah. in a complete different country and well, just, test his skills. I'll just stand beside them. <laughs> Man, I mean, you finished seventh. That's, that's in itself 
and the fact that you're out there and finished is already crazy but yeah. then to have a top 10 and just be that into it is amazing oh we got a couple of uh joiners with us so we got tristan and tony coming in here oh, hey, a couple hey. other spartans on, guys Hey, we're doing good looking. Good, good. We're doing great. <laughs> we're doing great. Live podcast is going to be the most informal one we've ever done. We're going to chuck the room full. If you guys have any stories to tell, oh, wow. grab one of the mics yeah, and grab we'll a just seat beside throw us. you, you guys throw you into the mix here. There's a beer in the fridge as well. I wish we had five mics going, but there's only so many I could fit into the uh, yeah, the two tough. bags that I brought with me. That half of it's gear. So we're going through our Spartan stories. So I guess we could chuck that up and see what happens too. But um i know austin you just got involved with it and this was your first race today yeah today was my first race i actually give credit to terry for getting me into it uh i've been working with terry for a little while now and uh i used to be a hockey player and i kind of same deal i mean i was training and i never wanted to stop training competitively because it was uh just something i've always loved to do is train hard and then uh terry kind of told me all about the spartan racing thing and I figured, why not give it a shot, and it worked out pretty good. I did pretty well. Top ten so, finish. Top ten finish. I can't say that. That's not on my resume yet. But <laughs> it's funny because I would say very similar things to me and Terry brought brought us into sport, and even yourself, where it's you're trying to find that competitive drive, and you train, but it's it gives purpose to that training. And so I had a similar thing where I was hoping that they were going to bring the Spartan race to Winnipeg last year, and I had signed up my name, and I was all gung ho and have something to 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 train for because i'd done mud hero and take it taking it semi-seriously it did give me a little bump in my training but uh then last year when it didn't pan out it it was again that now what i'd played a bunch of uh bunch of recreational sports so football and dodgeball but there's just something about the competitive drive it it's there in those things but you don't feel it the same way and so yeah i mean having that team mentality is great but Spartan racing. So yeah. then when I decided that I'd do the super in Red Deer last month, it was, all right, let's focus in. I have something to train for. What, what, where can I get my fitness to that I'm going to feel prepared for this race? And even a month before the race, I switched into the elite heat because I was feeling great and it, I was going twice a day and running more than I ever have. And then it's just led me on this journey. And it's cool to have all of us here. There's a Winnipeg community and we're out here in Kimberly, B.C., on the mountainside and all of us are driven and mick mikhail who we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago won twice this weekend uh which is absolutely crazy but it's awesome that the prairie boys can represent even in in the mountains so it's cool uh really enjoy it what's uh what's the best conversation is there anything funny that happened in the course hmm. Hmm. funny funny I Some guy farted in front funny. of me, <laughs> and I, I said, "Oh, those ducks again." So that was that was maybe my number one. <laughs> couple, couple of quacks, couple of quacks, some flying ducks. <laughs> some flying that ducks. was that was pretty good. So Anthony came into the finish line after uh, finishing the beast yesterday, and I was recording his finish after he snagged his spear. Uh, and he came in a little bit hot after finishing off that slip wall, and the lady was holding out the medal, nice and proud, and he decided to. Like a bull headbutt the metal lady. And <laughs> <laughs> we got it on camera and it was pretty fantastic. I don't know. That was a That's highlight awesome. of me. That, that was, was my great. race. <laughs> you know what wasn't a highlight? 
the fact that I had to do burpees and all of you didn't. Oh. <laughs> I, already, I already posted that on my Instagram story and I got a, an F you in there too, but yeah, that's it's okay. Fun. Tristan missed his spear throw for the first time ever. So that's, oh, no. hey, that's worth it. You know what? That. The yeah, race was great and ever, the burpees so. were, uh, were good. So yeah. Yeah. Austin had to do a couple burpees at the end today too. Oh, that so. was a killer. Yeah. yeah. Them. Went but the whole race without burpees and then. I'm crossing my fingers <sighs> because I literally, the last time I threw a spear before a red deer, I it, I missed a bunch of times. I think I was one for five in my last five tosses. That's not the type of confidence you want going in. But after I'd done two sets of burpees in red deer and got to that obstacle, I had the eye of the tiger and I hit that dead center and I <laughs> sprint to the finish, do the fire jump, and I was super excited about it. And then even yesterday, I was I, again, I, I ran a clean race yesterday for the first time. But again, at that spear throw, it was that, that moment of terror where you're like, I don't want to have to do burpees at the end of climbing this mountain for the past four and a half, yeah, those, almost five those hours. Those burpees at the end, they nearly <laughs> killed me. <laughs> well, then you, you guys saw me take a kneel there. Then you, still got, then you still got the other hill and then the bucket carry to finish. Yeah, the so bucket carry, I was like, oh, That uphill battle was, was like, like the worst set of everything and it was only 100 feet. Yeah, yeah. So I was ready to toss in the towel. Well, you're right at the end. You're right at the end. You know <laughs> it's so close. That's it. Yeah, back to Winnipeg. <laughs> it was good though. It's always good to have like throwing a challenge in the mix, especially if you yeah. like. I've consistently run clean races yeah. like my entire Spartan mm-hmm. career, if you want to call it that, except for the last two, and it just gives you a whole new perspective, which is good. Yeah, definitely. S- still a challenge. Like, there's always ways to improve, which yeah. is kind of the fun reason why I like the sport. So, so all obviously all of us are here because we have passion for health and fitness. Tristan, you're the head trainer of health, Orange Theory Fitness. Health and fitness. Health, health and fitness, but we're currently drinking beers. But I think <laughs> hey, it's that's important. Right. I have electrolytes. Thank you very much. You have electrolytes. <laughs> yeah, Tristan's being a good boy. It's all right. Um, we've been eating good all day. Too much. We deserve a couple. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've been eating good. <laughs> yeah. We've been running around. I think it's important, though, to celebrate your accomplishments yeah. is one thing. And I think we've that done a very a, good job of that of this journey. weekend. I concur. <laughs> Well, between, I mean, this is some of the fun parts of it where you just get to get lost in the trip a little bit, too. I mean, we just came from having dinner. We've been jaunting around. We had some gelato after, too. Then we had like a half-naked game of street chess. <laughs> with street a push chess. Street, street chess. <laughs> I like so that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big, it was one of those big block chess games on the street. And we had a push-up yeah. penalty for losing. So just keeping it street. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep it yeah. straight. Keep it yeah. straight. Keep it, straight. Keep it 100. Dangerous white boys in Kimberly. <laughs> so dangerous. I'm so glad there was no I mean, it was, the, it was the second time my clothes came off today. That is true. I feel like I, none of happens, us were wearing anything, though. It happens far too easily. That Hawaiian shirt is just barely hanging on. Yeah, I mean, my shirt's a button-up. As you can all see, it's still the same one. I am on the search for the world's best flamingo shirt, and I'm, I think I'm getting close, so... We'll, cool. we'll see. I don't know how much better I can do than this Well, that one. one only has one button that actually works. Yeah. Uh, all the other ones have been torn off in an unfortunate accident. Yeah. So it, it has to be worn <laughs> this way from now on. We'll talk so. about that another time. <laughs> another time? <laughs> another time. Right now. Or right now. Or appropriate important. time. <laughs> I'm kind of curi- curious now. <laughs> no, the there's, there's all the buttons here. I just... I put on the one so we could go into the restaurant and not get kicked out. <laughs> it worked out. We all had... Delicious burgers, except for I didn't. <laughs> except for you I was, I was steered clear. Yeah, um, that's what you get for choosing schnitzel. Yeah, that's what you get schnitzel. for getting the schnitzel. <laughs> the schnitzel. When when you are at <laughs> what was it? Pedal and tap, tap and pedal. Some bicycle out front. 
just make sure you get tap the, and pedal. Tap and pedal. Yep. Just make sure you get the burger. Trust me on this one. Pedal on top. <laughs> Whatever. We're just gonna. One of those there were bikes involved. That's all we need to know. There's bikes involved and people and and whatever. It was and, a good time. And a little. Well, no, only one rum and coke there, but yeah, man, just nice to be. I think what I find with Winnipeg is it's a great place to live. It's there's amazing people there, but it's so nice to escape that Winnipeg bubble for a little bit and just see just the natural beauty of Canada and the rest of the world. So Terry, what's your What's your other favorite place other than Winnipeg or Canada? Where's the favorite place you've been? Uh, well, Montana was pretty beautiful. I like the BC mountains here are great. The Rockies are wonderful. But when I went through Kalispell, when I was there for the beast, like you just can't really describe what that place is like. It's like a little picturesque town in the middle of this mm-hmm. mountain range. Yeah. And you're just kind of rolling around and everywhere you look is like a painting. So it's like Montana is gorgeous. And you just know that those mountains are just filled with like wild animals and just yep. unknown stuff. So it's almost kind of mysterious on top of everything else too. Yeah. There are a couple places. I went to Australia was my big trip when I was in university. And there are a couple places there. Byron Bay is maybe my favorite place in the world. It was the first place I ever learned how to surf. And half the people there don't wear shoes because why would you if it's over 20 degrees all year round? <laughs> but it's it was a beautiful place. and And... It was, I wish I would have been able to spend more time there, even live there for a couple months. But it was I was still in university and training for football. But we did some volunteering in Australia. And then the rest of it, we traveled the East Coast and did adventure tourism. So it was the first place I did bungee jumping and surfing and got mm-hmm. to have a lot of different cool experiences that I'd never done before. And uh, yeah, so a couple places. Fraser Island was really cool. We did a little bit of a hike around the coastline there. It's the biggest sand island, I believe, in the world. Just natural sand island and uh, a couple other places. Sydney was cool. It was just a, a coastal town. And uh, obviously, they're, I think they're capital, right? Australia's capital. Any, and, uh, yep. and the volunteering yep. we did was in Tasmania. So n- no other reason I'd be on the island part, like the separated part of Australia. But that was, it was really cool. And I think traveling, it just it opens your perspective up and you get to meet people from all over it. This is cool to meet people from all places around Canada and, and even beyond. I heard some Aussie accents and some English mm-hmm. accents and some I other met, people. I met a couple Americans yeah. on the trail. Yeah. 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 And there's always a good diversity. It's, it's, it's cool how Spartan brings so many diverse people into it, but then also it's really driven and motivated people. And there's a lot of really fit, awesome people that just, yeah, take it seriously, but it's, I don't know. It's nice to surround yourself with like-minded people who just want that can, competition, yeah. but to be better. It's, it's w- what I enjoyed about this one the most is that I put away a little bit of that competition with others and just said, it's me against this mountain and let's use each other to be better together. As a, and I know that that's something they, they preach a little bit in Spartan, but I literally felt it where it was, let's feed off each other's energy. Let's tell some jokes. Let's whatever it is that'll help us get through let's do that mm-hmm. and i thought that mm-hmm. maybe i lost a couple places or went a little bit slower at times but i got to enjoy it a little bit more and yes i'm taking it seriously and want to get through and and didn't want to fail any obstacles and didn't so i i took strides but it was uh it was cool just to be able to enjoy that atmosphere that yeah way. I, I don't know if- agree no first thing i probably noticed coming out here was that everybody's just super humble even the best guys and like 
it's just a great atmosphere. Everybody makes you feel better. Everybody's pushing everybody, and everybody's here for the right reasons. Well, how did you feel that, in terms of the differences between hockey and this, what would you say the the culture cultural differences are, or some of the some of the I don't know benefits or pitfalls between both of them? Well, it's I mean hockey in its own is a tight knit community, but uh, Spartan racing has got its own thing going for it. It's just like I said, like everybody's here for everybody and. I, I didn't meet a single person this weekend that I didn't like or, you know, that didn't make me feel inspired. So it's just a great, uh, it was a great thing. I'm super glad I got into it. I'm super glad I did it. Well, the interesting thing about it is not like any other sport where it's like you have like team versus a team. And it's like yeah, the kind exactly. of mentality is like to kill the other team. It's like they're the enemy. Yeah. They want to crush them. That's true. But like this is a competitive sport. Mm-hmm. where you don't get that, yeah you're going against other people battle. and if they're doing a little better than you or vice versa it's like they're more cheering you on it's like you said you're more having a competition against yourself mm-hmm. just as bad as you want to beat the guy who's in front of you and you want to put the best time up. i don't i don't think a single person on the mountain passed me or that i passed that we didn't say like good job no keep exactly keep yeah. fighting like yeah. or even like uh what were you guys calling pace uh pace partners pace buddies like pace them. buddies yeah like that was the best thing ever. Like I was walking up one, one mountain with or one incline with a with a lady, and it was like, just awesome how we both just stuck together, kept motivating each other, and got through it together basically. Yeah, and what sport is there where the other opponents mm-hmm, are exactly. helping each other? Yeah, I mean, like I, hockey, I don't know of one. I mean, but... in hockey, your opponents. I mean, I yeah. beat a lot of them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's people you want to fight, and meanwhile, you're like helping each other. And if yeah. somebody like fell down in front of you, you'd stop your race exactly to try and yeah. help that person no, out. For sure, I felt that all around the mountain. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy having people around. It's it's a nice mix though, because all of a sudden you're by yourself on a trail, and you just go, "Oh, this is beautiful. This is an awesome time," and you're weaving through things. And then all of a sudden you see somebody up ahead and you're trying to catch them or there's somebody behind who's catching you and you, you get a little bit more pep in your step and keep going. But it's, it's nice to have, I don't know if I could do it just myself. If, if it was just you climbing yesterday, you, you would have given up and just walked down because it's just not worth it. It's tough to motivate yourself in those times, but where you know there's so many other people around you going through the exact same, probably thought processes and, and going through the same struggles and maybe doing some burpees, whatever it is, it's, it makes it that much easier. It's, it's that camaraderie gets you through to the end sometimes. I can't even imagine in an ultra doing it twice <laughs> around where, you, but just knowing, well, there's other people that are going to finish this and yeah. there's people ahead of me. I mean, Austin finishing it and Austin Azar finishing in under, just around under eight, eight hours. hours. Just under. Yeah. Well, just the fact that you met that girl and she was giving you some of her food and energy bites and, that's you know that's oh yeah that saved my life that's that's huge yeah if it wasn't for that i would have been dragging for the end of that race like i would have run out of nutrition i wouldn't have had enough to instead i got Mm -hmm. the food from a stranger and i end up uh finishing strong like running down the hill right at the very end it just goes to show the community and and just how everybody's here for each other as well as for themselves terry you have a landscaping company correct no no it's uh renovations renovating yeah little bit of everything so how are you able to do renovations something super physical and then train for spartans what what gives you that drive and determination to do both things that are physically demanding um 
it's kind of the only way I could describe it is kind of like, uh, like I know you guys kind of look at the ultra as kind of like this big deal or Austin was asking, asking me this morning. It's like, what were you excited when you got to the finish line? And I was like, well, kind of, but it was more like, I just made a decision that I was going to do it. So then when I got to the finish line, it was like, okay, I just did the thing that I decided I was going to do. <laughs> so that's kind of how I try and approach everything. It's like, I don't question what my own limits are. It's like, I just make the decision that I'm going to do something, go for it. And then just, it gets done. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of people with their jaws on the floor. Like, I feel that's probably that? a huge part of your success too, is that you're not looking at it as this race. You're kind of just looking at it as like, that's just something no, I'm, I'm just going to keep climbing. I'm going to keep doing yeah. it and like I'll I'm get not, there when I get there. Yeah. I'm not going to stop. That was what I was thinking the whole time too. It's like, yeah. what else am I going to do today? If I quit in the middle of this race, it's like I'm just going to go sit down at the bottom of the hill and drink some beers or something and waste some time. Like yeah. I might as well keep climbing. I'm here. I came yeah. all the way out to Kimberly. Yeah, I'm glad I got that mindset in my head too on those inclines because I think I just buried my head and was just oh, yeah. like, you know, I'll get there when I get there. Just get into the test. I don't have to test. worry about yeah. it. I don't, don't have to keep looking ahead. Yeah, don't bother looking at the top. The top will come to you. Exactly. I definitely had a couple of moments like that where I talked to myself as You'll get there when you get there. Just keep climbing. Yeah, keep I don't going. think I looked up once, honestly. <laughs> that's a good, I, way, I that's a good like, idea. No, I'll get there whenever I get there. Well, that's what a lot of people do like in life, too, is like they're so busy focused on the end of the trail that they're not paying attention to what's happening right in front of them. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. you just got to bury your head down and get into the work that you're doing, and that's what's going to actually move you forward. And when you get to the top, the view. It's fantastic. Just like in life, just like in life, you know, you get you struggle, you put your head down. There's definitely a metaphor for life in there. As funny oh, as it sure. sounds, it's, where it's it's you could spend your life focusing on the top of the mountain and never get there because you get so discouraged mm -hmm. on the way up that you 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 That's, can't make it through. But if you're focused on the now, which is maybe the three feet in front of you, for yeah. most of it, you you have to have your sights. You have to know where you're going to get to. But sometimes it's best to look at where you're going. And if you look back too long, then you spend too much time That's focus right. on the past and focus on the things that have already mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just keep going, keep trekking and and make it through. And yeah. it's it's funny how Spartan actually does teach you about life in in training. It's the same thing if you're focused on your workouts and doing two workouts or 10 workouts a week, whatever it is, like two workouts in a day or 10 workouts in a week, you'd probably think it's overwhelming, but when you break it down to no, I'm going to go for a run this morning, and then, oh, it's lunchtime, it's time to work out again. You know, when it, when you just break it down day by day, and all of a sudden it becomes habit, and it, and your body gets climatized, you get used to it, it just gets that much easier. And it's it's funny, because often to the outside eye, people, yeah, it's I think everything is uh, mm -hmm. perception. Other people's perception of what you're doing might be crazy. I mean, the fact that you ran an ultra to some people is like, that's absolute you ran a full marathon on a mountainside or more than a full marathon. Yeah. And that's more than people run often in a year or, you know, ever yeah. in some cases. So yeah. in, in that sense, but the biggest thing, I think the physical aspect is an aspect that's often overlooked, especially in, I mean, North American society, the rates of obesity and, and inactivity are all time high. And so it's crazy to think that, we're not the norm. Mm -hmm. We're, well, we're the, athletes, in the, yeah. in tip, which it's, it's funny spear. to put the quotation marks. But Tip of the spear, Spartan reference. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Tip of the spear. Well, this race for me was a huge was because huge uh, 
aside from just wanting to do it and compete with Terry and seeing what he was doing, the way, you know, my hockey career went and stuff, I always was like looking at the past kind of thing, you know, wondering what I could have changed and yada, yada, yada. And then I go out on the mountain, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, I can't, I can't look back. Who cares behind, who's behind me? Can't look forward. Like who cares where the, where the top is? I got to just, you know, bury my head, focus on myself and just keep, keep getting at it. Yeah. 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 Live life while it's happening. <laughs> yep. Everybody. Exactly. It taught me kind of, you know, I got to just be in the moment. One I can't new, worry about what's behind me, what's ahead. One nuance I'd add to that too is like a lot of the times you're climbing those ridges and all you can see is just this edge. Mm -hmm. And then most of the time during this race in particular, you get to that edge, there's another edge way up. Yeah, so it's like you think summit. you think you're getting to the top and then there's another right <laughs> up there. Many and then you get up to that one and then it happens again. <laughs> And it's just like that for like when you're going through your own life too. Like yeah, you if you're can't. focused on whatever that point is and then you get up there and then it's like, oh fuck, now we got this other one that we got to get to. If there's to. one thing I'll take out of this race, it's definitely that. Yeah. And well, if you, yeah. if you rush it too, <laughs> if you rush it too and you think if you didn't even go through that experience to get no, to the top, thanks. think of if you flew up there, just took the chairlift, you know, and, and that's not a diss on... I'm not dissing volunteers because the volunteers were super helpful, super super um, positive, accommodating. They were really great. Well, we, uh, the event wouldn't have happened without volunteers. Yeah. And the fact that we were short volunteers mm -hmm. on the last day just goes to show that they started yeah. almost two hours late on that just because they yeah, were scrambling. Shout out to, like, shout yeah. out to the volunteers. It's all yeah. about people that were giving their time and efforts to support this because it was like amazing. And just the cheering you on as you go past and super friendly and they're out in the sun and they're, but the people at the water stations especially were keeping I, me going. They're, I came across one girl working out. Oh, one yeah, of the volunteers really? was working out doing planks. She was like, yeah, I'm doing planks in between each runner I see. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, right on. There you go. It's my you. jam right there. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I'm, get, I'm getting my fitness in while I can too. Why not? Like you're sitting on top of a hill. Great view. Yeah. But it is, it is cool that I see it a little bit in my own life and people I work with where they see me, they see my gym bag, they see me going to the gym every day, they know that I'm there and I've seen small changes with some, but some will come to me and ask advice on their running and I go, I'm really not a runner but this is what I do. Me neither. Yeah, and it's but it's a cool thing though to to just know that people can take inspiration even if it's in a small way, if it's reaching for the banana instead of the can of Coke or what, I mean, whatever it is, yeah. mm -hmm. making that small change. And I, exactly. I've, I've said it before on the podcast tons of times, but people are, are creatures of momentum, I would say. And, and so, you know, when you reach for the can of Coke and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again, and then all creatures of a sudden, of habit. It, mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. habit too. I just think negative momentum brings you down. So if you're, eating unhealthy yeah. a ton That's a good way to you're just it. and so it's habit too because <clears throat> over time it's just your brain says yeah i'm gonna have pizza i'm gonna have that burger i'm gonna have that and so as soon as you can start making those little changes and say i'm i'm taking my health more seriously then you can start to get back to a point where you're living that healthy lifestyle and even honestly spartan's done that in my life i i, I would say that during my time working for a professional sports organization, I ended up in the worst shape of my life and just didn't have something I was training for, didn't have, I mean, 
I didn't have the time because I was stressed out and I got in that negative momentum in, in just my physical training and everything. I just got out of it. And so it's nice to have something that motivates me and makes me feel in charge of my own life in that, in that realm once again, which is really cool. Like, you know, when you think you've hit your prime and for that, for me, it was playing football and it was, I thought I was at a point where I was in the best shape of my life. And all of a sudden now I go holistically, I'm, I'm by far a better all around athlete and in shape because I'm more flexible than I've ever been. I can run longer. I have better endurance. I'm, I'm a little bit less weight strong, but I'm, I'm, you know, pound for pound stronger than I'm healthier. Just generally healthier. And even my, my mentality is better too. I don't know. I know you played at a high level too. So Mm -hmm. it's, that mentality, sometimes it sucks the fun out of it. And I think that Spartan's the right balance of testing your abilities and training hard, but then the fun aspect too. Yeah, well, I mean, I've gone through, obviously, lows in hockey. Everybody does. And I've gone through the end of my career as well, where you kind of, you're training and you kind of are thinking, well, you know, what am I training for? And it definitely can put a, you know, put a, put a weight like a dragging a weight on your foot when you're going to the gym and you know you're going there and you're thinking what am i what am i really going here for and uh spartan racing has definitely totally changed my outlook on going to the gym recently and everything like that and like just like you i've been super healthy lately i mean i've been i've felt awesome i felt awesome today and it showed Positive influences. <laughs> Positive, Positive influences. influences. Definitely a thing well, too. Terry's brought you into it a little yeah. bit too. So how did how did that go down where where you got laced into coming to a Spartan well, race and drove all the way out here from Winnipeg? I mean Terry, I mean Terry definitely like he uh I started working with Terry and he definitely was obviously a positive influence on me big time. He was he's a big role model for me. But uh I, I mean, he he wanted me to do it. I mean, I, I was pretty motivated by seeing what he was doing. I mean, watching him work out in the gym and, and seeing what he's all about is pretty uh, pretty impressive. So I got pretty, I got pretty, I got pretty excited about it. Well, I could see Austin's potential um, at the gym. Like, we both work out at Elite Performance. Shout out Elite. Shout out to yeah, Elite. Shout out Elite Performance. Obviously. And... Uh, yeah, like I kind of, well, I kind of like scouted him. And so I needed help. I had a bunch of work coming up and I knew I could see, I could see the potential that he had like no, as a, as an athlete. And I was like, I could take that and shape it into like a good employee. He seems like a good guy. So I sent him some messages through Instagram, let him know I was looking for some help. At the time he was working on a farm, but he was kind of getting out of it. And then he finally uh, was like, yeah, I'm ready. So he's been working with me for the past little while. I've been trying to show him the ropes with carpentry. And he's a good student. He's a good apprentice. And not only with that, then we get into, like, the training. And he got to know me better and find out the things that I do. And the reason why, like, oh, if you follow my Instagram, you look at all the stupid shit that I do. And it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's controlled stupid. It's controlled. Stupid. That's the thing. We had a discussion earlier in a creek doing backflips into a shallow creek. I was not impressed i made but, it i did it yeah we got guys doing backflips i was a little disappointed in you terry i'll I'm be honest no i've watched you do some crazy shit yeah, yeah. yeah. You do some well at least we shit. had a, a, ther- a therapist with us right yeah, athletic great. therapist student graduate. student good yeah. enough 
Good enough. It was it, a good day. I relocated somebody's shoulder on yeah, the race. Yeah, you did. Uh, he hey. was super grateful for yeah. it, too. Yeah, none of the medical staff knew what was, was going awesome. on, so that was good. You have a pretty neat story about your shoulder being dislocated, don't you? Yeah. yeah. We'll tell that another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw the potential in young Douglas here. And uh, <laughs> it's turned out to be, it's turned out to be really good because, like, not only do I have a uh, uh, fellow competitor in the Spartan racing, but I also have like an excellent employee who's like, he learns everything that I tell him. Like, I tell him to do something, I teach him something, and it's retaining. He's paying attention, becoming a better and better person and employee at the same time, and now becoming a Spartan racer. And I think I gave him that taste today. That's going to keep him coming back for more. That was, I'll, I can definitely say that I'll be doing a lot of these races in the future. He's going to yeah, catch up to it's, me. It's funny. It seems that a lot of people it's get addicting. addicted. It is racing. super addicting. Just the thrill and. I didn't even race yet and I was addicted. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened to me too because I enjoyed the training so much. And I went, if I'm this passionate about the training and doing it every day and going running. And all of a sudden that turned into marathons after my first one. But it was. It was the journey was so enjoyable. I was addicted to Spartan racing before my first one. I went and yeah. I started following some Spartans on, on Instagram and some of the top guys. And then meeting Mick was one of the big ones and go yeah. to the OCR gym and just meeting people from the community mm-hmm. in Winnipeg and just seeing how positive and genuine and great the energy was and getting to test my skills on some of the obstacles and just playing around. I think the sense of play in it too, where you get to, Play on rings and run on oh, rocks. Oh, that's great. And, and, I love it. That's, yeah. and that's my jam. That's literally one of the key words everybody forgets about is play. It's so important to just have a good time. Yeah. That's like all stress and competitiveness mm-hmm. aside. Like, I mean, I, I have athletes. a bit of a competitive side, obviously, because I'm an athlete, but well, we all do. Though. I mean, I get out there yeah. and it's, it's super fun. It's, it was good. Play is the best part. Yeah. And I think the older people get is the more often. <laughs> Ashley, do you have a note? Yeah, I have a question. What would you suggest for someone who's thinking about getting into like, Come talk to me. All of you guys, it's kind of interesting and it gets me intrigued. She was pulling on the Herkhoist earlier. She did the man's <laughs> weight too. Did the Herkhoist with men's weight? I yeah. did the ladies and then the men's. Double up. I think wow. you would just need to register. Yeah. <laughs> register? Well, start if, you, if you want a little crash course, let any of us know. We could walk <laughs> yeah. you through it. But register, definitely there. start training. The biggest step is taking the first step. Start with a, right? start with a sprint thing. or something. I don't do a lot of running. I've been doing hills with um, not really Anthony, but with D. So I do like, you know, the lunges and whatever up the hill on the garbage hill on Empress in Winnipeg. Yep. That's the closest thing to a mountain in Winnipeg. Garbage hill. <laughs> garbage hill. So, yeah, I don't know. And I was kind of thinking about it. It'd be interesting to try it. I think it's always nice to have a challenge. So as soon as you, the big thing for me was making the decision early to say, this is, you circle that date and you go, okay, I got to be ready to do this distance at this time. And, and for me going to Red Deer, it was, this is a trip and I'm going to go out of my way to spend money to get there and spend money on the race and the weekend. So if I'm investing in this, I have to take it seriously and prepare correctly and I knew running was going to be a large part of it and being able to do at least eight miles. Um, and then the obstacles, so having the overall strength. So it's literally getting out there, learning a little bit of the running side uh, and learning how you can enjoy running too. I never used to, I used to say I hated running. And then now I've, yeah. Same and, here. I'm the exact same way I used to, I, I mean, I, I didn't hate, hate it, but 
I used to kind of dread the going running for hockey and the conditioning, and I never really did much of it. But I can say lately, after running, you know, and getting more used to it, getting more into it, getting better at it, it's it's a it's very addicting. I always used to say I could run any distance with a ball in my hand. So if you put if you made it a sport or you, if it was in football, and I would train and run sprints, and I would push tread sleds, and I would do prowlers and whatever. So I'd do those sh- short bursts. But if you put me on a long distance run, I could probably run 10, 15 minutes and I'd be, well, 20 minutes and I'd be gassed and I'd probably yeah. never want to do it yeah. again. That's yeah. I, I can't motivate myself worth anything to do cardio, but I can lift weights any day of the week. Cardio? Nope. Not my thing. <laughs> That's funny. I, I've felt very I've much been the that same way. way. <laughs> I've been that way before. So, But pro- now I'm like. Yeah. Progression is the easiest thing. Yeah. You always start little and you build on it. Yeah. And then finding a buddy is also a nice way to do it. So then it's kind of a just distraction in yeah. a sense, but it's also like yeah. self-motivating with a friend. Having a buddy is huge because uh, like Terry, I started running with him and that pushed me way harder than I would go alone. For sure. I mean, three, three hours is the longest I've ever ran today, but uh, he definitely helped me push my limits. We got a new gentleman Tagging into the conversation. What's up, y'all? What's up, Tony? <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> the Just, big thing, I would talk six inches away and into the front of the microphone. Got We've it. Been, yeah, six Definitely inches. So you six should be inches. able to Just measure like that pretty yeah. well. Yeah, pretty well, right? Yeah, hold up. <laughs> it's just once, if you're in the top too much, it doesn't pick it up as well. Perfect. So. Um, what was your best race moment, Tony? Um, besides finishing it uh, <laughs> yeah. and like headbutting a woman on the way in. <laughs> Uh, I was a little excited. Uh, oh, geez. Well, I was expecting, like, she held it out to the side, so I was like, ah, let's go right into that that metal. Nope. She, like, pushed, pulled it away at the last minute and totally headbutted her. It was perfect. Just kidding. Why nope. Pull, why would she <laughs> yeah. pull it away? She pulled it away from you, too, Terry. Yeah, just, I don't, I don't, but I, don't I guess you were taking it. You Toro, were a different it's the running metal. of the bulls. Yeah. I, I did that in Red Deer, and I didn't headbutt her. But she had to pull herself out of the way and kept the metal in the same place. So I actually got it in the end. But I was coming in hot. I was I was in a dead sprint after to get to the finish well, line. So. Ever since Red Deer, you wanted to uh, you wanted to know how I uh, ran down that uh, last <laughs> obstacle so fast and just bolted <laughs> into the finish. So you know, I, to, I showed up. I have to say that was one of the most inspired runs after you nailed that spear. You ran over the top, and you just had this look of determination in your eyes. It was it was amazing. Finally got my photos. My face just there's just a, such a pure, pure pure passion, pure passion to finish. Adrenaline and fury <laughs> yeah. in those it eyes. It wasn't gas. No, it wasn't no. gas. No. Yeah, no. Sometimes you yeah. Just so it would have been like a little fireball I'm, out of the fire <laughs> the fire jump if you it was came gas. In hot, man. I you came, came in real that hot. Lady was yeah, not expecting that. Giving her. Well, I was I was keeping a good pace throughout the whole thing, and then, well, I guess it was up the third, fourth descent or ascent. I just cramped up, and uh, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I was determined. Like uh, there was good twenty minutes of sat, twenty thirty minutes sat on the side of the mountain, just cramping. And I was like, yeah, just like Terry said, it's like, what the hell am I also going to do today? I'm going to call the paramedics and sit at the bottom of the mountain and chilling. And no, I said, you know, screw it. I'm going to walk my way up, grabbed a stick and finished the race. And I was passing people that were like, you want to gel? And that's like, 
I saw people cramping on the way down. I was like, I still have gels in my pack. I was like, I'm good after this. You want a gel, you want a gel. Favorite part, I asked one of the guys, I think it was um, it was right after the uh, Atlas. Um, mm-hmm. Atlas um, A-frame there. With, yeah. Um, up, up in the top of the chairlift there. And um, he was sitting there and he was eating a sandwich. And I was like, I finished it, crushed, crushed the course, and he's sitting there and he's like, Mike just kind of gingerly walked by him and he's like, can I get a bite of that? He's like, sure. And I'm like, no, man, <laughs> you have it. I'm good. And I just kept going. That was probably one of my favorite moments in the race and just helping people throughout the race because there was a group of us that were just going off, just going off all our energies. And we, we legit finished the race together. So it was, it was, it was quite, a, quite an adventure, especially for my first, uh, first beast. So Yeah. Those- Mountain beast. beast, yeah. This was so, a hell of a mountain. Yeah. Real, real test. Anthony, how do you say your last name? Haliski. Haliski? Yes. Okay. And so you're also the founder. I should probably know this it's by like now. Siri says it's really weird. Too, so it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Siri because yeah. if you ended Halekha up on job. a podium, I'd butcher your name. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to change it to Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Something simple. <laughs> Anthony Smith. It has a good ring to it, though. It it works. (laughs) Give a lot of thought to it. (laughs) If if you're starting a singing career or something, you might want to consider the change. Yes. But, you know. So I wanted to get in a little bit to your story, though, too, Tony, because you're the founder CEO of 204 Meal Prep. Yes, sir. And I wanted to know your inspiration for starting that and exactly what the company is. Oh, inspiration is starting it. Uh, I... Finished school, saw a need for healthy food in Winnipeg. Um, my buddy and I were literally sitting down at uh, Joey's. On uh, I was working at Joey's at the time, and we're sitting there, and we're like, hey, you want to do food trucks? Because <laughs> this food truck phase just came through Winnipeg, and everyone was doing food trucks. Mm-hmm. There was food truck wars and a couple years back, and we're sitting there, and we're just like, we could do this. And we're thinking burgers. And we're calling. We're gonna call it bitches and burgers. Don't ask about the name. It's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> hey, it was gonna be two blondes, and that's 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 the uh, that's why it was. Uh, I was kind of just shout out to Ryan Baker for that. <laughs> um, yeah, just I remember get, the conversation uh, happening at my dinner table the first. That too. Yeah, I was at that with was, my mother. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to her for the idea. Yeah, Thanks, burger, mom. Burgers and bitches. <laughs> Um, so burgers and bitches didn't pan out. Burgers and bitches didn't pan out. <laughs> and um, one of my buddies was uh, competing for a uh, competition, one of those MABA competitions there in Winnipeg. And um, every uh, every Sunday, um, I would just chill in his house and down on Portage there. And he was just go to Costco. And he's like, do you want a meal prep for me for the rest of the competition? Competition date? I'm like, sweet. He's like, there's 50, 100 bucks. Kind of, that's how it got started. And I would go over to his house and make meal prep. And then my buddy and I um, decided to start 204 Meal Prep. And just because of the name of the area code. And we were trying to figure out different meal prep names and everything else. And that's kind of how it uh, how it worked out. And got, um, got him through his competition. He won first. Shout out to Dylan. <laughs> and... Um, 
And then we just didn't do anything about it for a couple of years. And I went to school and finished that. And, um, then right after, remember the day really vividly, I was in my biochem or biomechanics class. And I get a call from um, one of the bombers and uh, gives me a call. And I'm thinking, hey, can't be a, can't be a real number. It's from Florida. <laughs> like, it's probably a telemarketer. I'll just leave it to the voicemail. And it was Justin Medlock. Pretty cool. Cool. And um, yeah, he, um, him and I sat down and uh, got him started on his meal prep as long as a bunch of other bombers on the team. And um, that's kind of how it started out. It was, uh, it was kind of one of those fluke things. Um, rewind how Justin got my, thing, uh, my um, contact. It was just random Twitter shout out from um, from our site and one of the um, Alouettes came into town from, uh, for the CFL, um, breakup. And, uh, he contacted me and did all of the, all of his meal prep for that time. He threw my contact over to Justin and then kind of started from there. And I was like, there is nothing like this in Winnipeg. And there is a need for this in Winnipeg. And there's, and that's kind of like where my passion is. There's, um, there's no need. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's healthy alternatives to fast food. There's Freshy now, which is big into the game. Um, but even Subway, McDonald's, like McDonald's is going to healthy. Like everything's going to healthy food, I find. And, and everyone's cutting out their, the crap, I want to say, out of their diet. And, um, and they understand that. You know, to live better and to be healthier and live longer, you need to you need to eat healthy. And it's kind of where I started. And meal prep is such an essential component to health and fitness. It doesn't matter what you are in, if you're in your fitness career, if you're running Spartan races, or if you're doing competitions, or if you're just trying to live a uh, healthy lifestyle, you need to have some sort of meal prep or meal plan to follow to get results. And, um, and that's why we're here. And that's kind of my inspiration. I found that there was a lot of unhealthy people, unhealthy individuals. I got my buddy, our buddy Ryan meal prepping with us for a bit. He, now he's at OTF, like he's, he's hooked to it. And, uh, there's oops, like, (laughs) but yeah, he's, he was a bigger guy. He was stockier and played hockey all his life, like all his life, played golf. We never had a passion to run or go to the gym. We tried it out for a bit, but it was just. Just make sure you're but, talking into yeah. the front of the mic too, so it's like the glue. Glue. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Thanks. And six inches. That's got the, it. That's the rule. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> it's golden number. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, yeah, uh, continue. That's no. That I think that the whole idea is actually great because right. I mean I've had moments in my life playing hockey and going to university where you're obviously bag tired. And you're doing all your schoolwork and you're playing hockey mm-hmm. and something like a meal prep plan where you're not the one who is having to prepare the food every yeah. night. That's huge for lots of people. Even people who are, you know, business people or people that work a lot. Yeah. You know, it's huge. Or people with families, you know, uh, yeah, dad or mom who can't uh, have the time to make their own food and whatever. And that's and that's why we're here. It's just it's um it's one of the convenience is to um to everyone out there like 
we've teamed up with uh, Cranked Energy Bars mm-hmm. in Winnipeg there, and Cheryl's been a huge inspiration to to my success and to the um, the people that she's she kind of started off the same way that I did, and um, and now uh, we're we're growing exponentially as my company is, and uh, we're trying to I'm trying to make some moves to to hit the whole Winnipeg and make sure that we're we're well known and um that people have that healthy choice because instead of going to mcdonald's for you got to find the value in it and why you need it you don't need to sell it you need to figure out why why you need the food why you need it like the people understand why they're doing something you don't have to sell them on anything mm-hmm. well i've always thought i've always actually it's pretty it's pretty been neat to meet you this weekend yeah. and, and learn that that you've run this business because yeah. i've always actually been extremely interested in these meal prep businesses because mm-hmm. i as said earlier i used to work on a farm right and it's the hours you're working on a farm you know you you're not always getting that hour lunch you're not always getting to go home for dinner mm-hmm. and something like that would be huge for for you know me at that time obviously being a person who's still focused on working out and whatnot yeah and like the the amount of times I ended up having to just, you know, pull the short straw and go to McDonald's or whatever and yeah. having something like that would have been pretty awesome. I'd like to add that to that too, because uh, for me, being self-employed, like it's not nine to five. Like when I wake up, I'm working, I'm training, I'm working and I'm training and then I'm yeah. sleeping and then it starts <laughs> all over again the yeah. next day. Yeah. So it's like... My try and keep my meal prep personally down to like 30 minutes or less. Yeah. I eat the same thing every day, but I have tried your meals mm-hmm. and they are actually really, really fucking good. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I like it. Hey, yeah. it's hey. good. Yeah. And I mean, it was healthy too. So like for me, I would have to double up the portions, but mm-hmm. that's just for a person who has a lifestyle like mine. Yeah. But that time savings for someone like me, it's such a huge thing, like the time that I spend going to the store and shopping and then cooking and getting it all ready and packaging it all up and having it ready in the morning. Like that's a time that I could use to be focusing on other things like rest. Rest. Yeah, that's business funny. stuff. Quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's 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 tons of there's thank you. Thank you, Terry. That, that that's what I hear from a lot of my clientele too is that there are very busy individuals that try to live a healthy lifestyle, hockey moms, hockey dads, um, business professionals um, that want to promote and just trying to get into the gym or just trying to live that healthy lifestyle. And then they're just finding, oh, I'm running, you know. They're so worried about feeding their own kids. Their own kids that they forget themselves. Exactly. And I've seen that with my parents a lot. Yeah. And uh, so something like that would be great, I'm sure, for lots of people. And it, it's quite in, uh, inexpensive too. It's if you look at you go to how much you pay at, at Subway or McDonald's when you go after. Oh, hockey. I mean, once you get a meal, a it's disturbing 12, amount. 12, 15 bucks. Which... You pay nearly tw- like for me for somebody who's working on a farm. Say I'm working the day, and I finally get like that quick chance to go get food. Right. And I've been already working for like six hours without a meal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Subway, and I'm spending over twenty dollars. Yeah. And that that is like probably two to three meals on our uh, mm-hmm. on at two o four, and that's fresh, and that's we try to keep as local as we can. Mm-hmm. And all you need to do is heat. All you need to do is carry it around. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, it's, 
it's That's crazy. Awesome. It's crazy on on how uh, it's just the mentality. People are like, oh, it's gonna be an, it's gonna be expensive. It's gonna you got to find the value into why you're gonna do it, and then mm-hmm. it just saves so much time. Again, like you don't have three to four hours to make a good healthy meal every single day, or if you do it for a week, do you have four hours in a week to do it? Or on a Sunday, run to Costco, run back from Costco, cook it when you're trying to like balance your kids, your work, everything else. Do you want that time to spend with your family or do you rather spend cooking in the kitchen? I'll mention that my meal prep too is like bare bones, no marinating, no spices, just straight out of the packages, like boring. (laughs) And like your food is all seasoned and prepared well. Mm-hmm. And it's like something you'd get at a restaurant, and that's actually a nice difference too. Yeah. So when I got to try it the other day, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Because yeah. I don't, most of my food is bland, to be honest. <laughs> like for yeah. me, it's just like it's fuel, mm-hmm. uh, but it gets the job done. Yeah. So every once in a while, when I get to have a proper meal like that, or a properly prepped meal that's like seasoned and uh, and portioned, you know, it tastes good. It's huge. It's like, oh look, this is a treat. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. I'm not just fueling the monster. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm definitely gonna have to uh, try it out. Yeah, definitely hit me up uh, when you get back to Winnipeg. Because uh, obviously I work with Terry, so yeah. I mean, I'm working, uh, I'm working lots too. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to make some moves with uh, with a lot of people um, in the city, and especially getting on to a podcast like this and telling you what kind of like the background of it. Yeah, and um, spreading my message because uh, it's um, one of the underutilized. Um, services and you yeah. go to like skip the dishes is huge now and um and ashley was telling me the other night that she she probably spent what fifty dollars in two nights so how exactly does it does it work oh. do you guys uh do you guys uh bring in uh like what when do you ship the food out kind of thing? so we do how it every it we, we we cook it fresh every wednesday and sundays okay and we deliver it Weekly, we have monthly subscriptions, weekly subscriptions, daily meals, uh, tons of choices, um, all cooked fresh, um, all fresh ingredients, and um, and everything's done um, in a certified kitchen because a lot of a lot of meal prep companies here in Winnipeg um, don't don't uh, don't follow that, and it's um, it's a uh, it's one of those fine lines with especially meals and, and home cooked food that uh, a lot of companies kind of start out somewhere and they need to start out somewhere but i made sure it was mm-hmm. i had to make sure i did yeah. the research because i was working with major sports teams and major athletes yeah at the time but uh yeah i can uh what uh i was going on there with with <laughs> ashley there um but, um with skip the dishes there right and um and how much people spend on on skip the dishes and you what you were telling me in two nights i spent probably fifty dollars on skip the dishes granted it did give me dinner and lunch for the next day but then it's also not the healthy food that you want to be eating Mm -hmm. if you're trying to live a healthy and fit lifestyle and so when um anthony or tony was saying that like it's good for you know, so you can spend time with your family and stuff like that. It's also good if you're a young professional trying to get forward in your career and to better yourself and your life. You know, you can't just spend five hours in the kitchen cooking. Just, mm-hmm. you know, have someone else do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah, I would completely agree with yeah, that. I convenient. I wish I had a testimonial where I could say how delicious the food is. I really yeah. have to try it, and yeah. I'm excited. I've tried it. It's very delicious. There we go. Very <laughs> another, delicious. Got a, another testimonial. <laughs> but no, honestly, I think it's one of the most... Um, it's a great idea, the fact that nobody's mm-hmm. done it and nobody's taken advantage of that gap in the marketplace. But basically, it's been outlined all the people it can help. And basically, in our busy crazy world that we live in where you're working hours and and sometimes you take your work home with you and if you have a family if you have a bunch of things or passions or things that you're training for it it is a great way to fill that void if you don't have the time to cook that healthy meal yeah on on the other side i've i've become really passionate about uh nutrition and just in terms of keeping things interesting with myself and i actually decided to switch to a paleo oriented diet because i found I wanted to try something a little bit different, mm-hmm. and I, I, with carbs and just knowing breads and 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 knowing that if you get way too much of it, that it's unhealthy for you. And I know that I'm a carb fiend. I love baked goods and I love cinnamon buns and everything and beer. Yeah, I, I allow myself. So I say my diet is paleo and pizza because there's always that one <laughs> night of <laughs> double P, man. Yeah, double P. Uh, that I got to bring the delicio out of the freezer and I got to throw it in the oven because yeah. it's I don't want to cook that night. And so maybe if I, you know what I yeah. should do is switch that one night up and do a meal prep because then I wouldn't have to eat health, unhealthy that one night a week. But I also do love pizza, so I don't know if I want to give that up completely. But <laughs> and there's definitely healthy alternatives to pizza. Like, well, there's, there's not there. there's, 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 there's not taste. <laughs> there's there's call. Ca- hey, try cauliflower pizza before. I, I need to try cauliflower pizza. Some somebody tried it and recommended it, and I just got to get around to it. I actually had my first cauliflower uh, stir fry, and and that was delicious. Yeah. It was cauliflower rice. It's actually yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Just and literally take the grater and grate it, grate up ahead of cauliflower, and then you're good. There's uh, you can buy prepackaged at a lot of stores. I've tried. I've cadabered with it. it. Just it's one of those things you need to. You need to fine really work. It. You fine tune it. It's like anything. I'm not a I'm not a professional chef by any means, um, but I've I've worked with a lot of um, with a lot of healthy alternatives. That's kind of where I started was making pancakes, protein pancakes. And if if nice. you guys ever check out the Instagram, <laughs> shout out at Whiskey Tony. <laughs> um, there is uh, self shout outs. Self shout outs. Uh, there's uh, there's a ton there's a ton of um, protein pancakes there. Um, that uh, we we're. Uh... I I used to go ham on the protein pancakes too. I'd throw oatmeal, eggs, some protein scoops, and God knows what else. Some almonds, mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit of that brown sugar and or um, uh, what, what's the golden sugar? So there's nothing, no, no yeah. calories in it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically anything. And with yeah. with paleo, like that's that's a great thing. Like there's so many diets out there, diet, diet fads. Um, and, and it's, it's crazy on how much, um, requests I get from clients. Do you do paleo? Do you do keto? Do you do low carb? Do you do high carb? Do you do just veg? (laughs) uh, Are you vegetarian? Are you vegan? Um, gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um we do it all. 
like I've I've worked with I've done my research on a lot of those diets across the board Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm a professional at any means I just I know what to do and I'm pretty good at it and Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's it's hard to I, I work with it also a dietitian as well I have a diet. I have a couple of dietitians that I, I, if there are any dietitianary needs that they need, I throw it off to them. They rely back to me, and I work with with both of them um, at the same time. So I make sure that um, everything is 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 great for for the client, and I want to make sure that their experiences are um, are well uh, well received when when coming to us. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and so with Paleo, I actually found an awesome app, and it was a coworker. Shout out to Alanda that uh, that recommended it to me. And so Lime or Meal Lime is the app, and right. it's you what I use. About that. It's what I use for. So it's what I like it for is it does a similar thing, but obviously a different market because this is people that have the time to cook for themselves, to go shopping, to. But what I like about it is I could choose my diet. And I can choose my meals for the week. Right. And then it builds your grocery list. You can go out and buy the groceries. And it's also really flavorful. So they'll have a bunch of spices. And it allows me to try a bunch of new things, which is a great way to just it's improve not only my cooking, but it just it, the fact that I can eat a diet that I want to. And the cooking's delicious and I enjoy it. And it's so it's just this great system. And, uh, but taking nutrition seriously is such a big thing. And it's something, you know, if if it's anything we can do to not opt for that burger or that unhealthy choice, it's why not let people know? The more people that know about things like meal prep companies and especially a local meal prep company in yeah. Winnipeg is super helpful. I know so many people, even in my own office, that could benefit from having a meal prep company, even if it's one night a week where they don't have to cook for themselves or their family or they can bring it to work. So they're not either not eating at lunch or not going to the kitchen downstairs and grabbing a bunch of high carb pasta, whatever it is at the, you know, at the buffet, then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a great thing. And it's great that we now have these options that people can, people can eat healthy and, and there are a lot of people but there are a lot of people taking it seriously now mm-hmm. and and really want to make that change and it it's great it's it's just great that we're actually getting to a point where things are changing and for the better it's not mcdonald's on every billboard and and now we know the unhealthy parts of it i mean i remember supersize me yeah that was one of my oh, the nasty. documentary think of oh man just the torture that that does to your body and yeah. yeah. Well, he, he went in and did his blood work and it showed how he, it was it wasn't his liver as unhealthy as if he was an alcoholic and they had yeah. never seen certain levels. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> Fatty infiltration on organs. Yeah. Yeah. I would just like to pull us to the side for a second and point out how we're all having a few beers. Yeah. And Tristan is got his Gatorade and his granola <laughs> bars over here. Kind of putting us all to shame while we're having this conversation about healthy living. <laughs> I'm also not human. Yeah, we did so bring out the water. Count. Yeah, we got a little water. But little this water. is one thing that a lot of people kind of let fall to the side, like how detrimental alcohol is to our systems, and it's just like a socially acceptable poison that we all kind of fill ourselves with. 
and it's also a depressant. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I find it all balanced. Like especially what we've put our th- our bodies through this weekend, we deserve a couple brewskis. Well, we're treating ourselves for sure. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't something that we do every day. Right? Yeah, it's. Um, but that's like we you got to look at that with a grain of salt. Like we don't we don't drink alcohol every single day. We we run races and we live a healthy life. It's all balance at the end of the day. It's a eighty twenty rule. <laughs> that was kind of. Kind that of, was your I, that was my that was my number at the yeah. on the eighty twenty man. It's um yeah that's it, funny yeah it was uh, it was great numerology finding meaning in numbers but, exactly but think of it live your eat healthy eighty percent of the time yeah and maybe it's that one meal on weekend maybe it's your pizza maybe it's yeah you know maybe that one night a week you enjoy that and that's so I think we're in this world where there's so many amazing things yes enjoy life mm-hmm. but when it becomes every day that's your habit. That's not a good thing. You need so, you need to have a good. <laughs> no, every second day. But I think that's that's part of the training too. Even on weekends, I want to go out and go for a run more than I want to go out and have a beer and party all night because I know that one leads to me being fulfilled and happy and in the long term. In the long term. Yeah, the other one doesn't lead to anything I want. And bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bad decisions. Bad decisions. Yeah, I definitely find that when I on the weekends when I get to go to the gym, I enjoy my weekends a lot more, and my the week following is a lot more fulfilling, and it just makes me have a more positive outlook on everything. I mean, there's so many benefits to working out, eating yeah. healthy. I wish more people did it. I wish more people saw it. I think. I think people know, but it's easy to fall off the tracks. It's you're heading forward, and sometimes, and and there are times where other things take precedence in life, where something happens and you have to focus on. Maybe it's family, maybe it's uh, maybe it's career because you got to push through a certain point. But there are other times where it's: Are you making excuses? Could you be doing better? And and so, yes, there are those terrible times that happen but getting back on track is equally as important because yeah. you in the long term you have to be worried about your health your your happiness your ability to feel fulfilled mm-hmm. and and actually that's what i would say is is one of my personal goals is just reaching that sense of fulfillment more so i i i quit measuring happiness and just say fulfilled and what are the things that are going to make me feel more fulfilled I have a vision board of things that I just, and it's, and it, it, part of it, it's not wants necessarily, but it's, what are the things that would make me happy and, or, or make me feel fulfilled? And one of them's, I, I've mentioned it before, but there's a quote that's just, be the best version of myself every single day. There's mm-hmm. hands clasped in a hand up kind of way, not a, not a handout. It's not giving people things for free. It's literally, it's, I want to help people who, and yeah, there has to be that willingness to be helped on the yeah. other side. There's people that will take advantage of that. I was just going to add that um, if humans are creatures of habits, then just make a make a habit of being positive and living a healthy lifestyle instead of choosing to just mm-hmm. take the easy route and drink beer and you know eat craft dinner because it's easy to cook. And that's completely fair. And one of the other ones... It's actually a microphone and a stage. So starting this podcast was actually one of those things that would make me feel more fulfilled because I get to have conversations on this level with people 
and the regular conversations don't always there's there's sometimes where it happens where you hit that level of connection and there's people in the room and and you you really get to know the soul of the other person and what they value and, and yeah. what they're really into. I can easily say this night was way better spent doing this than sitting by the pool and drinking beers all night. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. And I'm glad that that's, I'm glad that that's your feeling. No, street chess. Street chess. <laughs> street mean streets of Kimberly. The hardcores in Kimberly. You are not allowed to down street No. Street, street chess was, we had a good time. That was a battle too. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm pretty... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my chess skills, but that brought a whole new level into it. Blaring sun for about an hour and a half <laughs> started that delirium how. sets. It was in a good like, teaching moment. Yeah. It was affecting the game for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was seeing some moves on both sides. That was like, what's going on here? <laughs> it was it was a teaching moment. Yeah, a teaching moment. Had, that, the entire the entire weekend that. for me was pretty competitive. <laughs> so it's it's nice to relax and again going back to having fun and play a leisurely game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Relax the mind a little bit. It's it's fun to have fun and to it's just. Fun to have fun. Well, <laughs> it is, is fun to have fun. Yeah. With the Spartan race, uh, Austin had got a shirt or something from the merchandise tent, and the tag on it said, uh, "The how did it go?" It was it like, was, uh, "Run the first half with your legs. Run the second half with your mind." Yeah, that's right, and that echoes through like any one of the Spartan races because at some point you're going to hit a point where. You're just not willing to continue, and then you got to try and shift your mindset so you can just keep going. Because it's like, no, the pain is temporary. I can get through this. It's like they call that the pain cave. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people might the give into that. Cave. And I think that goes back to like it's something you have to learn. Well, it's like what you're saying about people getting into like healthy living and stuff. It seems like a lot of people aren't in there yet. Like, there's definitely a lot more now than there used to be. Uh, a lot of people think it's cost, but I mean, there's stuff you can do even at home. You don't have to go to a gym. I think uh, a huge part of being healthy and just fitness in general is exactly that quote is kind of like the first, like, you know, the first half of it is going to be you work in your body, but the real earnings and what you're actually getting out of it is going to be you your using your mind, your yeah. mentality, you pushing through, getting better. You know, getting those extra reps at the end of everything you do, yeah. burning, letting those muscles burn instead of quitting before they burn, mm-hmm. you know, it applies with, with almost everything. Well, I mean, you're talking to like a room full of athletes right now, so it's easy for us to understand it. But people who are like uninitiated mm-hmm. would, I feel like there's the barrier for them because I, there's like a three to six week period for people who've never exercised or worked out seriously where like they're just experiencing discomfort on a level they've never felt and it just seems like it's not beneficial at all and like until you get past that you're not going to get to those benefits like people would look at me running the ultra and be like why would you do something like that like doesn't it hurt or doesn't it make you feel like shit and the truth is like when you get to the top of the mountain you don't feel like shit like i'm up there higher than somebody who would be on heroin or something like that because of the endorphins that are going well i mean it's still an endorphin high yes yes but i mean like if somebody wanted to compare it to something like that's what i'm feeling so when someone's looking at me like i know for one thing like my dad doesn't understand anything that i do in the gym or anything that i do with the spartan racing stuff and like he totally devalues it just because he doesn't have an understanding of it
But yeah, like he was saying, uh, you probably can't hear him, Kenny. No. No. Yeah, he was <laughs> saying that like people wouldn't understand, like I feel high this whole time. And people who do drugs, they just get it right away. And it's like, they just get their hit and then it goes away. For me, I get it naturally. But uh, people would see me up on the top of this mountain, like, why is that idiot doing that? Like, and they don't understand the positive benefits that it gives me, like mentally and physically and all that stuff. And until they get past that kind of initial barrier, then I feel like they don't ever get to the point. Because it's a hard hump to get over for someone who's new to going to the gym or going for runs. Well, I can almost add to that because this being my first Spartan race, first time I've ran, honestly, probably over an hour, and I ended up running close to three hours. It's, uh, I mean, Terry has a pretty funny video of me after laying on the ground and saying, I've never felt this good in my life. <laughs> like, you know, I just ran three hours and you'd expect me to say, you know, this sucks, but, you know, honestly, it was the best feeling I've ever felt. It's Easily. That it's that feeling of accomplishment where you know you've done something difficult. You earned that medal that they put around your neck. And it's unfortunate that you that, that medal actually does represent so much. I, I'm not wearing mine right now. I was when we walked in here. <laughs> They're all on the table somewhere. Yeah, mine's under my butt. There we can we could show off the medals. Terry's got his as a belt buckle Terry's too. <laughs> Terry's would take up the whole <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would be able to see us anymore. But uh no, it's 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 just it's great when you get to the bottom. I mean, for me it was there is that point where you're fighting up that last climb and I go, can't wait to get a beer at the end of this. But that is one of the I mean, whatever motivates you to get through, whatever that that end goal is. I, I sometimes have long runs where I run to the park and back or whatever it is, and it's 10 miles. And I go, can't wait for chocolate milk when I get home. <laughs> Something's waiting or whatever the meal I prepped or whatever's there for me. And so it's sometimes you have to trick your own mind into going, what's my. And yeah, maybe that's it can get to an extreme. You don't want to keep eating chocolate or whatever it is when you get back and just ruin the benefits. But there are those sometimes where it's what is this thing that's going to motivate me to get through to the other side and what's going to keep me going so it's 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 great to just have those those challenges and those things overcome and it's funny when you're in a spartan race and it's literally physical obstacles that you have to overcome and then you get to the other side and you've made it i do want to say that um like obviously with the ultra it's a huge accomplishment but like for me i've been training so hard and i do things at a certain level so consistently all the time that it's normal to me but like anthony ran his first beast and he was cramped like and i don't know if anyone knows what that feels like necessarily but it's almost it's almost like a race stopping experience and the fact that he came back from that and still finished the race anyway is something that's totally kind of underestimated and i saw like a post that uh, mick our friend had made because like people just expect him to win all the time right and it's like oh mick just won again it's like oh that's no big deal he's always on the podium but the thing is like you're kind of taking away uh value from like the experience of what you're doing and um yeah i just wanted to say that like what you endure there anthony to get through that cramp and then still finish the race anyway is kind of one of those things where it's like it's almost like a superhuman unnatural thing so i would say because i didn't cramp at all for my entire ultra 
And if I had, that could be a race ending thing for me. So like kudos to you for pushing through that. All right. All right. We got Tony back. Tony back here. Tony's doing naughty things and he's pressing buttons he shouldn't. It's a shiny red button and you'd think. I think I passed it when I <laughs> pushed it when I passed it to Tristan here. Uh, but to go off what Terry said there, um, to give up on the race course, there was, uh, there was people passing me. They're like, hey, do you want any help? And I wanted, I wanted to quit. And there was points in time that I was just like, I was cramping up so bad. I've never felt a pain in my life that enduring. And I heard this guy in the back of my head and just like, keep going, keep going, keep pushing. And the people around me just like, do you want to gel? Are you going to be okay? They literally stopped their race to make sure I was okay. And that's um, Spartan life. That's, that's Spartan, Spartan life. That's Spartan life. And anything that you go through in your life, you kind of just, you're just, you're, you, you get that, that game ending pain or that, what are, like what you were saying, just, you just want to stop. And, and just quit and you just push through like there's there's so much battles that people have gone through in life that you you look back at it and you're just like oh you at that moment in time you're just like i can't do this there's no chance in hell i can complete this task or whatever that i can't get through this breakup i can't get over this this test or i just failed this test i'm gonna fail at life or you just didn't get that promotion that you were looking for. You just got fired from a job. Like whatever that, like you just uh, missed the game winning shot and you think your life is over. And like you think this race is over because you're just, you're cramped up on a side of a hill and you just get this, this, you're like, I beat better things than this. I'm going to keep going. And that's kind of what got me through it was just the pure motivation and drive of trying to complete this task. Because I was like, I, I put my, I, I'm already four hours, three hours in this, this race, I'm going to get down this hill. It's life. It's an upward battle, right? It's a journey, right? Yeah, I'd say we've all been in those negative places. I mean, you live long enough, you're going to go through something difficult in life. And I think I, I've shared it before, but I have very Taoist philosophy on life. But it's, it's that, so the yin and yang symbol, when you think of it, there's the darkness and the light. But then even within the darkness, there's that little bit of light. And to me, that's hope, and that's mm -hmm. making sure that you you have your vision towards that. So if if you're going through that bad breakup, if you're really struggling, whatever you're going through, if you have hope, and and you know you're going to make it through, you know you're going to be better for it, you know you can get back to a a positive side. Mm -hmm. That's that's what's worth living for, and mm -hmm. and so and life comes in those ebbs and flows. You yeah. have to go through. I think I think some of our failures and going through those pits are the best building points, but because they get you to where, to new heights and, and where you could be and, and help you realize your potential, which is such an amazing thing. I have another random note mm -hmm. because you said you thought of Tristan when you're going yeah. through and running and he's that voice inside the back of your head. Mine's something absolutely silly. Yeah. Because I don't have, I, I wouldn't say I have a, a, a Spartan mentor, but I have. There's a, a podcast I listen to called Your Mom's House, and it's a comedy podcast. <laughs> but one of the one of the best videos that they ever show. So they show some uh, some YouTube videos, and they showed this lady. You never see her, but there she's commenting on Huntington boat races, and a guy falls out, and she's cursing a lot. So I won't repeat the entire video. <laughs> but at one point, in her grovelly, smoky voice is maybe how I would explain it. She says, "You're doing good," and. Uh, 
that always comes into my head when I'm running races. <laughs> and I know it's a mild hallucination or something because it's auditory, but it's a mild hallucination because I go, I check in with myself and I'm like, how am I doing? And it's, you're doing good. <laughs> and I continue going. So between my mantra and that, yeah, you, you can maybe understand how my head works a little bit from that. But um, <laughs> but no, it's it's one of those funny things because then I laugh at it and then I keep going and and but it's those things it's those little things that keep you going yeah. whether it's thinking of positive positive uh, positive influence or positive messages from people or or it's thinking yeah. of maybe it's that song maybe it's fat bottom girls coming on in your mind while you're yeah. writing that was the, <laughs> that was we got to tell them the story I believe <laughs> I believe this is Austin's story to tell because yeah. we were cruising over there well I mean. This more, I mean, I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not usually the type to. Uh, I'm not usually a music pump up guy. I mean, lots of people love their music to pump them up. I'm more of a just me against me type of guy. I like to just stay quiet. But today, I was just listening to what the boys were doing the day before. It seemed to work <laughs> out for them. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. We'll listen to some music, and then just before we got to the hill, I decided Queen, Fat Bottom Girls, and I'll be honest. I probably sang that song <laughs> over and over in my head like 15 I times that song. <laughs> on the hill, and that kept me going. That kept me going. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm so happy I listened to that song. And sometimes it's Fat Bottom Girls that keeps you going. Austin, <laughs> chasing the Fat Bottom Girls. Yeah. Well, now of, we know. I'm it. proud of you, boy. I'd like to After say, rapping, yeah, yeah, we did rap a little bit of Afro Man. Afro yeah. Man, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like having a song or something like that. But even uh, the help of like a random stranger, like Tristan, for instance, helping that guy with the dislocated shoulder, like he happens to have the experience and skills to deal with it and was just there at the time where the guy's shoulder got dislocated. And that's like, it's kind of a weird coincidence. But getting that help and accepting it from random strangers can sometimes be the thing that helps you get through those low pits we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talked about it a little bit too, uh, the sense of community. But I, one of my goals coming out of this weekend is to just encourage and help people get more active, but also just get involved girls. in a lot of these awesome activities that that are possible in Winnipeg, but maybe that people don't know about as much and, and might be interested in, whether it's the obstacle course racing gym, whether it's hiking, whether it's kayaking, there's there's a ton of amazing things that we can do that people don't take advantage of. And we need to do more to encourage that community and just get people out and moving in whatever way. So if it's, if it's fun things, I mean, I take my training seriously on weekdays and I, I find I always want to try and do something new different or fun on the weekend so that's maybe a new goal of mine is just to get people involved with it whether it's any of those things climbing mm -hmm. um yeah and, well there's not a lot of mountains in winnipeg so well, you I did come mountain climbing you did but, come to the ninja yoga class. but I, I have had people come up to me or reach out to me and say that they're interested in trying things out so i'm definitely open to that i'm putting this out to the world that i'm gonna hopefully organize why I'm going to say this positively, I will organize some things that people can join up with and be active, whether it's a run around the park or throwing a football or frisbee around, we'll do some things and, and we'll get this city more active. Winnipeg, 
I mean, Kimberly mm-hmm. can come to Winnipeg anytime and yeah. do it too, but yeah, I don't <laughs> they, they're doing a pretty good job because they have mountains to go hike every day. Yeah. You did come to that Ninja Flow class with me. Shout out to Sam Squire. I did want to talk about that too. Uh, oh, really? Yoga yeah, and Ninja Yoga. Man, that was an incredible experience because I felt, I mean, I've been doing yoga steadily for the past year and a half now, and it's made a lot of difference in terms of, I enjoy both the, the stretching portion, so being more bondable, flexible, and and then the meditation and breathing portions. It That actually led me into running a little bit, I would say, because I got focused on my breathing, and then getting over the hump and running was literally learning how to breathe while I ran correctly. And then to follow that, so I did the body flow classes, which are offered at Good Life, but it's it's perfect because I can do a video or I can do a class with other people. And it's been a really welcoming community. But then I did a ninja yoga class. And I realized there's a whole next level to this yoga. Oh, yeah. The arm balances, the handstands. Another shout out to Sam Square, of course, who's moving to BC soon, unfortunately, for us Winnipeggers. But it's just a great way to challenge yourself as well as work on your flexibility, mobility, and things like that. And it's such a great uh, additive to like a heavy training program because your mobility and flexibility makes all of your lifts so much better, like form-wise, and like you can just put more effort in the right direction just so you can get more uh, work done more weight on the bar and better form while you're doing it but you take the ninja thing seriously because you were out in all black yesterday and had a full ninja stick that you brought with you i think most of the race yeah too. Uh, i found a walking stick and it was perfect like just the <laughs> size and shape and i had like a handhold and everything and the best part about that whole thing was uh, i ran to this one part and there was a kid and he's like are you a ninja turtle <laughs> And I was like, I had my purple armband on because I was running the ultra, so I put my armband up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm Donatello. (laughs) And I was like, so cool, like, as a kid watching the Ninja Turtles, it's like, yeah, I'm one of the Ninja Turtles, of course, look at me. If I had to vote somebody most likely to be a Ninja Turtle, definitely Terry. (laughs) But I was amazed. The bald head, for sure. I mean... I'd seen you green. do, so before I'd done ninja yoga, I'd seen you do a handstand and I'd seen you do a couple of impressive things fitness wise. But then when I did that class with you, I went, you got some crazy upper body strength, flexibility. I mean, the fact that you could go from the seated portions, the full legs in the air to me, that that's crazy because I can't hold a handstand for over two seconds. It's so just practice. It, it is practice. And and that's actually another goal that I have. It's it's funny because you see people within the Spartan community. You go, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's this. It's a little bit of that competition and one upsmanship, but it's also just really. It's fun though. It's it's fun to just challenge yourself in new ways and to be inspired by other people around you. Is is you might as well take it from somewhere. Well, that's the thing is it almost becomes not one-upsmanship because the other people are more lifting you up than they are. Like I was saying, it's not even competitive. It's like if you're doing something cool or somebody else is doing something cool and then you try and like copy it, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Like they're trying to take what I've done and now they're inspired to do something better with their own lives. Just like in the pool the other day, I know it's kind of silly, 
but I did a handstand coming out of the pool and there was uh, some little girls watching. And as we're leaving the pool area, she's on the ladder, like kind of practicing to do the same thing. And it's <laughs> like, you wonder if that little impression is like set into that child's mind and she's going to go on to be like a gymnast or something like that from one little, That's you know, experience. Yeah. Well, like even, even with that, like if with, um, with the running too, cause coming back to the training aspect, um, the amount of people have DM me and asked me what running app I've been using <laughs> for, uh, for training. Cause they see my mileage been putting up every single day on my stories is I can't even count and you're just influencing so many more people to get active out there. And then they're just, they're throwing me out They're They're sending me their times to their app. Yeah. There's Nike run app. There's under armor app. There's a ton of active stuff. And there's, there's more people that are going outside now to go work yeah. out. And one thing about Winnipeg is that we're just so short on our summers Yeah, and there's so much things to do in our city that we can do outside Yeah, that, why don't we just like what you said earlier, influence those people to get outside and do some more activities. There's rec league, soccer, football, uh, ultimate, whatever, you know, run around the park, you do yoga in the park. I know there's mm-hmm. tons of stuff in the city that a lot of people don't know about that. We need to start taking advantage of as a whole in the city. And there's a lot of gems in that city that are untapped. Well, that's a perception thing too, because a lot yeah. of people are afraid to go out and try something new and be with a strange group of people. It's like, well, what are people going to think if I go and start doing yoga in the middle of a Cinnaboyne Park? And it's like, well, it doesn't matter what they think. It's yeah. like if you're doing something to help yourself get better and it makes you feel good, like it doesn't matter. The perception isn't important. It shouldn't have any bearing on how you feel or how you decide to live your life. And I find, yeah, like that's one of the like one of the things is that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of individuals get scared of when they try something new. But you know what? That community will accept you with open arms if you're kind, polite, and have this humbleness to yourself. They will take you in with an open arms. That comes back to Sparta. That comes back to or Spartan races. That comes back to um, yoga. That come, like I've I've gone to gym settings where there's guys that are three times the size of me that lift three times the weight of I am, and they've opened uh, like I'm like hey. Can you teach me how to lift that? And they're like, yeah, sure. Or I've seen, and I've, people come up to me and I've helped them out. It's just, you need to kind of get out of that comfort zone and just go out there and do it. Oh yeah. Uh, when my grandmother was younger, actually, she joined a um, biking club and they left from Winnipeg and went to Ontario and went around all of the Great Lakes and came back. And so that was just like a bicycle club. And you go there and you just set up tents and you go camping. And so that's also something that you can do in Winnipeg. There's lots of clubs that do that. They do it like going up into hikes up north and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, it's great when there's communities around and there's people. It's, it's really you just have to put yourself out there and be open to going there and doing the thing. And I actually found that was one big evolution in my own life was when, and even in the past year, uh, one of the biggest parts of my development has just been be willing to do it alone. And and sometimes that's easier said than done. Um, it's, it's tough when your friend groups, I would say especially in my young 20s when everybody just wants to go out and party and everybody, you know, you have your certain things that you want to do. 
Is Terry going to do a handstand right now? What's What am I missing? Maybe. He just handstands randomly. All the time, so I was just waiting for something special. It's like a weather prediction. Random handstands <laughs> may occur. Random Terry handstands. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> but that's one thing that's going to be... It's a weather vein. Wow. But unlike the weatherman, that's a hundred percent chance it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hundred percent chance. Well, just wait till we get down to the pool; it'll be happening. Oh yeah, he's got to do them around the pool. Yeah, talking yeah. Wet floor is what I want when I'm doing handstands and walking. You're talking right. me up there, bud. Yeah, I forgot where I was. That's so- oh, down. I know. I remember now. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no, I just, oh, yeah, th- there's a lot of laughing going on in the yeah, background. Was all... um, no, but just in, in terms of what? Just, a lot of just the <laughs> giggle factory happening right now. So all we've of a sudden we've lost Austin. Number. We've gotten to the magic number. I think we've Cheers. hit the zone now. This is the beer pong zone. This is the <laughs> date. Danger zone. Anybody else is, watch Archer? This is the sliding yes. into. <laughs> this is the sliding into DM zone. Is what this is. Well, <laughs> the danger danger zone is definitely Not my too zone. Close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, this is life. This is a good life. Spartan good life. Job. Spartan life. Sitting sitting on a sectional in a hotel drinking beer after a ridiculous weekend. <laughs> I There's no place I'd rather be. Honestly, the weekend's not over yet. <laughs> the weekend's not over yet. Tristan, Tristan just dropped the bomb on us. Morning. For us today. Yeah. I wish... It's funny, though, because you wish this could go on, but it's almost nice to know that you got to go back to the grind and do it all over again, and then there's going to be another trip where you can push yourself that much harder or see or test yourself against the track again. Iceland. Hmm? Iceland. Iceland. Iceland for Terry, but I can honestly say, Riley, I might have to join you to Calgary. 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 Shout I, out Calgary. I, I heard somebody from Calgary say Calgary, so what? from now Uh-oh. on. That's not a thing. Uh, it's a thing now. <laughs> Calgary? <laughs> who, who was it? I think somebody Calgary. was around me when they said it. Yeah, no, and I I'm, called them out too. I'm I was down. like, I'm per- "Oh, you're from Calgary." Calgary. <laughs> Calgary. What's that all about? See, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe just that's, over yonder. Just a little bit over yonder. Um, maybe that's where the Canadian accent comes from. Maybe is Calgary because maybe Calgary. If they're saying Calgary and Aboot and I'll boot that. That's that's about that's about I came right. From Calgary, we don't say Calgary. We say Calgary. Well, I beg to differ, because that guy seemed very Calgarian. Maybe he's new. <laughs> Maybe he's new. Uh, man. That's it. Back to Winnipeg. Back to Winnipeg. For you. For you, anyways. Just, just I'm off me. to the hot springs in Banff. I'll tell you that. I'm not going back until next Sunday, so... Lucky you. Yeah, Lucky white you. water rafting on Thursday. Ooh. Ooh. Talking about acting. I've always wanted to go whitewater rafting. We might have Me to too. do that, Terry. I'll be honest. Golden BC. It'd be sweet. Anybody have some good stories? Some good stories. I'm not the story guy. <laughs> My stories are a little too much for this podcast, I think. Hey, tell the stories you're going to tell. 
No, I don't know if that's be the change. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, I think everybody goes through a growth process and you have to learn who you are. And when you're, this is, this goes back to what I was talking about too, which in your early twenties, it's, I think it's all these times you go through in life where you have to go through growth. And a lot of that is sometimes you get involved with friend groups and unfortunately you evolve different places and have to get past where you currently are. To me, that happened in high school where I just felt I was, I was evolving a different way and, and had to get rid of some people in my life that I felt were negative influences. And then I got to a next point where, again, it was a little bit self brought on, but it was the lifestyle I was living, um, playing football at a high level, but also not treating myself very well, going out to bars and making bad decisions and waking yeah. up in strange I places. Can to and, that. and it's, I, I don't regret it for the fact that I am who I am today, but I made decisions that I regret because they went against my morals and against who mm. I genuinely feel I am as a person. And it's nice to feel in a place now that I'm more myself than I've ever been. And I also feel more in charge of my life than I've ever been. And that's, that's growth. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's a great, great place to be in. I think that, I, yeah, I think that almost in a way it's, it's nice to, to know that you, you did make that change. And you're not, you know, you, you went from worse to better. And that's. That's what it's all about. That's what life's about is getting better. But during those life experiences, you would have never been able to change mm-hmm. without experiencing exactly. those experiences. And, think, and that's why I said I'm yeah. not regretful for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but I just, it's it's tough. You want you want people to learn from your experiences, and I felt that I was good with that. With I learned from a lot of people around me growing up, but I still happen to make some of the same mistakes, which. You have to learn through experience, but, but, and I also find I have to evolve because of you go through certain experiences and sometimes you cut yourself off from, from certain things because of them. So everybody has those, Mm -hmm. everybody has certain barriers. Everybody has certain imbalances. Everybody has certain intricacies and and things that they have to sort out Mm -hmm. to become more of a full person. And some people never find that or just they'll self-medicate or they'll they'll drink every night they'll smoke weed every day they'll do drugs whatever it is to numb the pain but that never really deals with the actual issues and and so it's sometimes you have to start from within or just start with a couple of positive habits and and then you just grow from there and you evolve from there and it's yeah and and physical activity is one of those things Mm -hmm. i mean you can even see the extremes in that, though, too, where it's it's unhealthy. I've been there before where I've trained for football, and aesthetically, I just get obsessed with who I am in the mirror. I, I, get, I can vouch for that. <laughs> I play hockey, too, so it's... It's weird. It's weird to just be... So <laughs> I found that I abuse supplements, so things mm-hmm. like pre-workout. I definitely went through that stage with myself, too, and I'll be... Nope. <laughs> a lot of Viagra. It helped went, me out in the race yesterday. No, I went through that stage jokes. too, and honestly, no. I, I, other than a other than a protein shake, I think I have a protein shake after breakfast every morning. Other than that, I'm not a supplement guy anymore. Well, that's a little bit of the paleo theory to me is just natural. So 
if it's synthesized in a lab, it's not going to be as healthy mm-hmm. as it is from mm-hmm. a natural yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And so well, it's most, made me cut out those. Well, those the most other... important thing I think is that, which I've learned in the past year, is that uh, you kind of like you need the protein and whatever, but it, the answer is not, you know, go get a protein shake all the time. The answer might be, you know, eat some more meat or eat some more whatever protein if you're a vegetarian, eat some more. You know, wherever you can get your protein from, you know, not eating what you need instead of finding the supplement for what you need. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that that's always going to be the better option always. is eating, getting it from natural sources. But I, I get supplements in certain ones. Even me, I'm thinking in terms of, okay, hit a peak level in Spartan or obstacle course racing or my training are there certain things that my body needs that I'm not getting from my natural diet? I try and eat fish, but I'm not, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a fish lover. Uh, I love it. <laughs> fish lover. <laughs> Just got to throw that out there. I love fish. I do love fish. <laughs> I do love fish too. Does it? Does it? <laughs> I love fish too, but I find I don't go out of my way to buy fresh stuff yeah. or don't catch yeah. my own. And so it's no, frozen and I don't find it stays together. It's not as, delicious as i'd like it to be but i love it i try i i try as much as i can but i'm much more of the red meats and chickens yeah no i mean yeah steak 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 and bake i'd like to just toss in there i eat lots of protein like real protein like meat and i get tons of compliments on my hair and i'm pretty (laughs) sure it's because i eat so much protein i don't do a lot of protein shakes and it's definitely yeah, a factor. Just yeah, lots of protein. So for all the girls listening who has really thin hair that doesn't grow and isn't very thick, eat lots of chicken because it helps. It really does. Love the girls that eat chicken, <laughs> especially Popeyes. Shout out to girls that eat chicken. <laughs> shout out to girls that eat. Chicken. There's a lot of shout outs going around. Staring. There's self Instagrams and the thing girls today. that eat chickens. Staring in the wrong shout, out. <laughs> shout out Sunday. <laughs> it has a ring to it. I didn't say it right because I couldn't really remember what day it was. That's that's shout a, out Sunday. <laughs> shout out Sunday. God's day. <laughs> the Spartan gods are looking at. Um. Well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, we'll leave that one. Be. We'll leave that. We'll, we'll, we'll we could, we, on. We could get into. I do think. Spirituality is an important aspect oh, I of life. We're move on. No, <laughs> no, this is this is moving on, but this is on the same topic. I think that spirituality is an important thing in life, and I do think that it goes along the lines of everything that we're talking about too. And it's to me, it's not a belief in a specific god. It doesn't have to be. It can be, but to me, that's just having that positive outlook. Or well, I mean, I mean, it's. To me, it is a little bit something outside of yourself, whether it's philosophy, morality, spirituality, religion, whatever you want that to be. But it has to be. I find that the people that are stuck in a pit and can't get out are the people that don't believe in anything. And so if you believe in your power to help other people, if you believe in whether it's a God or religion or it's just being a good person, the universe. That's one. That's that's what I've. I mean, I've never been one that's never been religious, but that's kind of something I've 
put my yeah. belief in. It's just kind of, you know. I've never universe. been religious, but I've well, always... ask, and when I ask, say say I'm asking for something from, you know, some people may ask from something from their God, while well, I'll ask for something from the universe. That's my way. I would say that that's very much my way too, because well, it is the same thing. But I would say the energy you put out into the world, and I don't believe in karma. I don't. The term karma kind of seems silly because you can't expect anything to come back to you. But a lot of my spiritual belief is is the fact that you put out energy into the world, and you and and I almost think of it as a tree, and you you put out mm-hmm. seeds, yeah, and and you have to water those seeds, you have to tend them, you have to care for them, you have to nurture them, and then they can turn into something, and then they can continue to grow, and so that's what you have to do. You have to treat yourself and others like that tree. You have to make sure that they're nourished. You have to make sure that they're taken care of that they have food on the table, that they... And so if you're doing that and if you're putting that energy out into the world, why... underestimate the power of love. Yeah, and if you're making that positive difference. I kind of just believe in, like, you know, positivity and being happy. So if you're going to compliment somebody and they smile, like, that's what makes me happy. Like, I don't get anything from it except for the fact that I made that person smile. That might be the only time they'd smile that day when I caused that. And they might pass it on to someone else yeah but that's not what i that's not why i do it i do it because it makes me feel good it makes me feel good to see other people being happy but those those small acts of kindness people don't even realize how big a difference those can make i know i've i think i've told this story before but that one of my big moments was my mom when i was really little just I, I didn't hold the door open for an elderly couple when we were going into a Perkins, I think. So it was the 90s. But she told me, you always hold the door open for people older than you or just people in general. But it's, it, it's, it's also something that I take pride in now is just being that nice person that holds the door open and goes out of my way to just do that little thing for somebody or smile at a stranger or whatever it is because... You don't know what those other people are going through. And sometimes sometimes that might change their day just that little bit. Maybe they smile. Maybe they're that little bit more positive, And maybe that energy can keep them on. And who knows? Who little, knows the power, of, the power of small acts of kindness? The little the details make a big difference. They really do. And especially long term if you're doing that. But I also find that there's a limit to that. You have to make sure that you're... If you put too much energy out into the world and people take from it, sometimes you do get depleted. So I always talk about filling your own cup before you yeah. before you pass it out to others. It's a give and take. It's and, all about law of attraction too. Like what you put out in the universe, you'll you tend to tend, tend to get back. Very much. But you um, can't put it out expecting that you're going to get it back. Yeah. yeah there has to be a balance. At the end of the day, you got to look out for yourself as well because you're, you're – but. At, it's what you put out is what you're going to receive. The, the way I've started to look at it recently is that exactly that you got to kind of what you, what you're going to put out is what you're going to receive, and you you can hope. Not I don't like hope, but I like faith more than hope. Not that I'm religious or anything, but I just think that hope is something that walks through the fire. Faith is something that jumps over it, and it's uh, if you you know you have faith in something might happen for you and you can't always be so critical about how it may come to pass. You kind of have to just 
let it happen and go go with what's going on. You also can't put all your faith in, in one basket. You also got to, there's got to be action to it as well. Like you can't just, oh, I, I hope this is going to happen. Or, I think yeah, this is going to exactly. happen, right? Yes. Without, without sure. action, you're, you're not going to get in. Yeah, and you, exactly. You action, have to work right? for it. So, but yeah. uh, it may not always come the way you exactly expect it, expect you, it to. But that's kind of just, you got to. I think one of the biggest things that you can do is is ask yourself those questions. And so the thing with prayer in any kind of sense, if you're even thinking of the issues or things that are going on in your life, are sometimes the biggest. Because then you can start to dissect that problem or or start to dive in and actually deal with what's going on. I don't know what I'm missing right now. Uh, just, uh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Just, just don't worry about Stop it. Stop playing with my Instagram. <laughs> this is Give me, was that mine? Where'd it go? It's gone. Terry, your phone's gone. Fuck. Everybody's staring at it now. Yeah. Sorry for the bad language, everyone. That's no, okay. A curse what? is a curse. How long are we at? We're almost at two hours. Holy shit. We're, uh, I mean, we can finish this thing anytime, but I'm ready. I'm ready to wrap it up. Ready to wrap it up? I think so. That was a good note. That was a good note. Finish on some spirituality, feeling good, talking about the universe. Yeah. So that was a good. That was a good talk. Good. That turned out good. So here with turned out good. Honestly, that happens every single time. You got to get to a point where you're comfortable and sink into a conversation. But I'd like to thank Austin, Terry, Tristan, Tony, Jarrett, Ashley. God, there's a lot of people in and this room. On this behalf is- of all of us, I'd like to thank you, Riley. Great show, man. Cheers. Thank you, Riley. Thank you. Thanks for so the opportunity. This is the change. You made it easy. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Cool. Follow on Instagram. Good yeah. job on your beasts, also. Thank you. We thank didn't you. talk thank about you. that enough. Follow all these gentlemen on Instagram and lady. Well, I don't know what sure, our Instagram sure. Should is. Should we start naming them off? I mean, if you want to, but we could also just put it in the show notes as well yeah, if let's that's do a little that. bit easier. Let's do that. They're all stand-up gentlemen <laughs> and lady. And uh, you know what? A couple of Spartans, but th- you know what? The amazing part of this weekend is feeling like there's a community of like-minded people who love fitness but are, are genuinely awesome people inside and out. And that, I mean, from the bottom of my heart. So on that note, until okay. next time, be the change. Take care.